Welcome to Emotional Detox. My name is Sherrianna, and I'm really grateful that you chose to show up here today. And so I want to remind you guys, my book, Emotional Detox for Anxiety, is out in the world. You can actually get a physical copy now. (laughs) Go to your local bookstore. You can grab that online. So today I am talking about the topic of patience, and I have a very special guest with me that is going to help give us some tips, some ideas, and some insight about cultivating patience in your life. She is Elizabeth Hamilton Garino. She's the author of the best-selling personal development book, Percolate, and the children's book series, Pinky Doodle Bug. Elizabeth is the chief executive officer of Compliance 4 and the Best Ever You Network and host of 500 episodes of the Best Ever You Show. You can visit Best Ever You at besteveryou.com. And Elizabeth is a dear friend of mine. She's a mentor. She's someone that I have a lot of respect for. And I am blessed and fortunate enough to be one of her leaders on her website, which I enjoy very, very much. So Elizabeth, welcome to Emotional Detox. Thank you. Thank you for that warm welcome. I I just admire and respect all that you do. I love your new book. And um, thank you for including me in your world, your budding podcast world. How exciting (laughs) is that? (laughs) It is. It is. Yeah. So Elizabeth did read Emotional Detox for Anxiety, gave me a nice endorsement. And of course, I feel the same about Percolate. This is such a good topic that you are that you, I know that you wrote a blog on it and people can find that blog on Best Ever You and you can talk more about that in a moment. Patience. (laughs) I mean, we could do several shows on patience, right? And, and so why don't you just tell us a little bit about, you know, what, what comes to mind for me, Elizabeth, with the emotional detox mindset is, What's the difference between patience and procrastination? Because (laughs) I I think we can confuse them, right? Be patient or, and and when does it cross the line into procrastination? And maybe we start with you defining what is patience so we're all clear. What what are we actually talking about here? That's a tall question right off the bat, Sherry. Well, you know, I think sometimes people are so impatient that we pray for a little procrastination for them. However, Mm, (laughs) you might need to slow yourself down intentionally. Mm. But, um, you know, patience is, I, I love this definition of patience. It's the state of endurance under difficult circumstances, which can mean persevering in the face of delay without acting on annoyance or anger in a negative way. Ooh. So can you say that? Can you say it again? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of paraphrasing it a little bit. Yeah, well, I like that. Yeah, but patience is a state of endurance under difficult circumstances, which can mean persevering in the face of delay without acting on annoyance or anger in a negative way. Mm. So think about that from Mm. driving to standing in line, waiting for somebody, you know, in front of you who has, you know, like three carts full of groceries <laughs> or, um, you know, just anything that 
you know when you're frustrated. Um, but there's a difference between when you're frustrated, how you respond, react, and you know what your behavior is in those moments. So mm. uh, I always say we have a choice in all of our moments of how to um, respond or react. And when you're triggered in a way that um, you're feeling impatient, mm-hmm. um, those are those moments of what are you going to do? Um, I have seen some people get so frustrated with somebody in front of them in a grocery store that they put their stuff down and walk out the door. I've seen mm. look for other lines. I'm just trying to think of all those ways in which we respond when we're feeling uh, impatient. And sometimes people don't even know they're impatient. They think they're just fine. And if you're a little less impatient than they are, you notice it. <laughs> but you asked about yeah. procrastination. Chime in here because procrastination, I don't have the definition of that in front of mm. me. But that's like, that's just flat out like putting things off. You know, yeah. I think of a college student, you know, going, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I'll get to it. I'll do my homework. I'll do whatever. Right. Like, yeah. I, I, I think I think the waiting thing that feels procrastination feels a little heavier to me. Yeah. Patience feels a little less, um, it doesn't feel stuck. You know, when I tap right. into the energy of patience, it feels like there's fluidity there. Procrastination, me, you know, when someone says, well, just hold on, wait a minute, I'm coming, you know, and, and you're thinking, well, they're not coming. They're not, what are you doing? Right. And it sounds like so, you <laughs> exactly. That sounds like <laughs> exactly. So I'm thinking of that. That sometimes we it kind of feels a little heavy. That's more sometimes a, a procrastination. You know, it's interesting. That you weighs just, you down. You know, does. like you might be stuck. I think about writing. When I think about procrastination, the instant thing that comes to mind is something you need to write, and the words aren't coming out right, or you can't quite think about your thoughts. So it feels like you're waiting and waiting and waiting for the, you know, the moment to, you know, the <laughs> aha yeah. thing. Yeah. But, you know, it can be flat out like, you know, I don't want to go do, I don't want to go out and rake the leaves. So I'm going to postpone this and postpone it, <laughs> you know. Well, you know, honestly, Elizabeth, I was thinking about before we got on this, on this episode together, I was thinking about who in my life is patient. <laughs> Like, do I? That's why I wrote this. Yeah, yeah. I I think about it a lot. (laughs) I I, do. I have role models around around me that are patient. I'm going to be honest with you. You are. You came to mind. You are um, someone immediately. I thought of that has that nice cultivation that don't don't panic. You know, let things happen naturally take your time don't force it you know and because i i think sometimes and that's where you've been a great mentor for me where it's that sort of that organic and let yourself get your footing right and and that's what you've done for me over and over again and so patience to me you know when we think about people are like oh it means i'm gonna have to wait longer it's so much more than waiting longer right? And keeping your mouth shut. Because I think that that's what we hear. Oh, be patient. Okay. That means I have to keep my mouth shut, wait longer than the next person and be a doormat. (laughs) Right? That's That's a good moment for a journal. Somebody who feels that way should always carry around a notebook. And yeah. write down what they're thinking for sure. But, you know, one of the reasons why I really appreciate you having me on your show to talk about this is because I really feel like anxiety and patience or impatience are 
all tied together sometimes with in people um, and the ability to sort of recognize that and you're a way better expert on anxiety than I am but you know you know it and you feel it and so forth and you feel um, I know I've felt I've had anxiety or stress around a certain moment and it's sort of and I talk about in the in this blog about like forcing the future like you just want the future to unfold so you can get out of that moment of stress or anxiety and so forth and those are moments that really call for this tool in your toolbox to sort of back yourself up a little bit and and pause Think about what's going on. Think about if it's like real or false. You know, cleanse mm-hmm. a little. <laughs> I can mm-hmm. Pull out Ariana's book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Read yeah. from cover to cover, <laughs> and you know, and and implement some tools and strategies um, that will help you. You know, pull back from that those moments of stress and anxiety because that's that's a huge part I think of people who feel impatient. Well, you're a great example because. The best ever you network didn't happen overnight. No. <laughs> Gosh, I wish it did, but yeah, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears behind that website. Like, oh my God. Right? And then oh are we going? I don't even know how many years we're going on with that website. But that was back even when websites weren't websites. You know, it's like yeah. a website. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, so when we bring clarity, because I love the definition you said in the beginning, it's a state of endurance, right? It's a state of endurance um, in difficult situation. And again, sometimes we have those little voices in our head say, oh, I have to be patient. Matt. That means I mean to put up with more crap, right? <laughs> so what are we, what are you recommending? Um, yeah. And and what I recommend are these sort of eight ways to look at patients. What I recommend is to kind of not research, but really do that pause and get the tools in your toolbox that you need specifically to start to um, implement more patience in your life. And I love the sentence, patience is the level of endurance one can take before negativity. Oh, that's a good one, isn't it? Patience, oh, that's a really good one. Yeah, patience is the level of endurance one can take before negativity. Before so how much crap can you take, as you just said, <laughs> before, you know, and some people are like, you know, act, actually like one second of that, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm triggered. Some people are like, eh, whatever. You know, you know how you are in different circumstances. So what I'm suggesting is that... Um, I love journals and, you know, random mm-hmm. pieces of paper and stick, you know, they're everywhere. But um, I'm suggesting that maybe people grab a journal and write down five to 10 circumstances that bother you and cause you to become impatient. Okay. And, hold on. Hold on. Slow down. Yep. I'm writing this down because, okay. <laughs> so, so five to 10 circumstances that, that we, bother you. That bother you. Okay. So in, and again, I'm, I'm a little bit more, um, I don't know if I'm slang in my speech or whatever, but, you know, just generally things that bother you. Yeah. Perfectly articulate here uh, that cause you to become impatient. So keep it real. And that's, okay. that's how I talk as well. It, real reality. And then, and really have a discussion with yourself. And for each of them, really go deep and ask why you're impatient. What's mm. So and, what's, what's underneath it? Yeah. Cause sometimes there's a layer of something it, that's the that's what's going to come out 
But if you dig a little deeper, there's something actually really bothering you that's causing mm. you to become a little more impatient. And that can be anything. That can be anything from you know grief to money stress. I mean, take any factor in your life that you know is is at all stressful or causing any kind of thinking going on. And that mm-hmm. can be the the backup foundation for what's really bugging you. Mm. That makes a lot of sense because, you know, my, um, one of my daughters, you know, I I have three daughters and, and one of them, the oldest one who actually does not live with me anymore. She's on her own independent, takes care of her own bills. She's amazing. Amazing. Well, that's hard to do in this day and age. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing (laughs) young woman paying, paying her own way and taking care of herself. However, she has, she has chosen and she is, um, has a relationship with someone who really struggles with there's some autoimmune things going on, some uh, genetic uh, condition. And so um, I give them both a lot of credit. You know, they're really resilient human beings and they care a lot for each other and they're helping each other out here. But the other day I was, I was doing something with her and she just quick snapped right? Snap. And immediately she realized she snapped. I was like, okay. So I could physically see her calm down, but I knew not to take it personally. And I knew not to, to, you know, guys, parents sometimes going to be like, don't now listen lady. (laughs) Don't you speak to me that way. Right. But I know what's going on in her life. And I can't imagine what it's like to have someone that you love that you see in pain and you see struggling with health issues. And these are young individuals. So I I know a lot of folks that are older can, can relate to this. Um, And so I I know I put myself in her shoes, you know, can't imagine what that's like at the end of the day to go home and, and see someone who struggles with, with this, these situations. And, um, and so that's what I think of when it's, when it comes to being patient on my part, it's really about understanding and empathizing. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah. And kudos to your daughter because, you know, there's nothing more helpful than someone who really cares about you when you don't feel well. Mm. And having experienced the past many, many years with even just like my father so ill and the way my mom and family in Minnesota cared for my dad, um, who was a stroke, who was a stroke survivor, mm-hmm. um, and it, even on down to like, um, it doesn't have to be a human being. Like our dog is so sick right now. Her back legs stopped functioning and it's painful to watch. Mm-hmm. And so I think about sympathy, empathy, the ability to back up and stop your own life's busyness to help someone or something or a, a little creature that, <laughs> that needs you. And that's phenomenal because we all need each other. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm -hmm. Um, We all need each other and we trade off our moments of needing each other a Mm -hmm. lot. Um, And we walk around. I I say that um, we were on a conference. I don't know what we were on. We were on a, I think our gratitude call. I always say, you know, I, I say walking wounded, not that I see everybody around me wounded, but I think people hide the way that they feel. Mm -hmm. And I think people hide the way that what's going on with them. Mm -hmm. Um, in various ways. And we're all walking around with, you know, 
grief, you know, whatever it is. I know I walked around this past year with a lot of grief going on, say the wrong thing to me or or the right thing to me. And I'm bawling about my dad passing away. Mm -hmm. So um, I do think a lot of people have that. Um, And um, I really do. And, um, and it just shows itself in different ways, but kudos to your daughter. For, for being such an amazing, back to that, I know I rambled on a little bit there, but kudos to her for being yeah, she's soul to help somebody else who doesn't feel well. Huge. It is. I mean, she's only 19 years old, but she's got some pretty heavy stuff on her plate. But really, um, the amount of patience, what you mean. Yeah. the amount of patience. And so if you have, if you have difficulty seeing patience, right, you, ha- you kind of have to, pause enough to, to see it. Right. I mean, oh. and, and it really, you're, you're going to see it with people, you know, helping people out of the car, right. You see those cute little, you know, people helping someone across the street or opening someone's door. I mean, that's what it looks like. Right. Elizabeth. Yeah. Think about, think about, <laughs> just even think about being in the hospital yeah. and a nurse. Do you want to be in the hospital really, really sick with an inpatient nurse mm. or a doctor? Or, I mean, think of the levels of patients required to do things. Um, A a person who packs your groceries properly. Mm. Um, There's just so many different layers and levels of patients. You know what, when you're driving down the highway and someone is impatient around you, they pass to the right, they pass left, they stop in front of you. And I always think in those moments, boy, I hope... um, everybody's all right in that car and they're not racing for an emergency or mm. racing to the ER or, uh, you know, whatever it is. You hope that they're truly, like, really not actually that aggravated. Right. <laughs> I don't know. But I love your questions because look, look, what, look how deep we just got with that question. I mean, that's yeah. really what brought this out was you are right, the five to 10 things. And immediately, you know, that, that causes you to be impatient for whatever reason, my daughter came into my mind sure. and why. And then when I asked that question, it's really, it, I know it's her circumstances, right? And so you take it, you, you, you become more patient yourself and then you become a reflection of patience. So just those fruit, those two questions in itself are really those were very helpful. <laughs> Good. Well, yeah. we're living in the era of, you know, instant gratification land, mm-hmm. um, text messaging, email. Um, even email is too slow for people. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Like, why aren't you responding to my email right away? Yeah. So the point two I, I try and um, talk to people about is like understanding impatience. So really mm-hmm. understanding um, impatience when someone is angry, provoked, or restlessly eager. It's another thing, restlessly eager. Ooh. Um, restlessly. So restlessly eager. Um, I want it now. I want it now. Instant gratification. And um, I see a lot. Uh, so, yeah, I'll talk about Connor. <laughs> our, <laughs> oldest, our oldest son is kind of like that. He's like, I want it now. I want it now. It's not happening fast stuff. I'm like, Connor, you've been at your job for a year. <laughs> yeah, you know, kind of thing. Why am I not making a million dollars? I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, you're 24 years old and there's a lot of life ahead of you and so forth. And so restlessly eager, not bad, yeah. driven, ambitious and so forth. Mm-hmm. But there's conscious ambition. I call it conscious 
you know, consciously ambitious, mm, um, where you're not like trampling it. all over everything and everyone and, you know, to get what you need done in an impatient manner. And so that, that kind of ties back to restlessly. Uh, do, you, do, you, do you think we trained kids to be that way? Do you think, do you think in the way we educate children nowadays, the way the curriculum is so darn rushed <laughs> and it's like, okay, you got this, but we got to keep going whether you got it or not. Right. I, I mean, so, oh yeah. So here's, I have four pretty much straight A kids. They're A, B kind of kids. They'll yeah. be straggler B in there. And one of my uh, warning signs was if a, if somebody was getting a funky grade in something, because I know it's different, you know, if you if you look at that based on their capabilities, like some kids are not capable of getting an A plus. Mm. Some are, some aren't, depends on the topic, the whatever. But sometimes I would see a really bizarre grade come in and I'd, I'd be like, okay, what's with the D on that, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, this happened. And so, yes, I do to answer your question that you put it way better than I'm about to put this, but (laughs) you know, um, I do think that's there that people lag behind and they keep moving forward Mm. and it becomes a responsibility sort of of the student to make sure that they've understood that concept. But my big thing with bad grades was, okay, that grade passed, but it's going to compound especially like in a math class or science mm. class, like mm-hmm. if you really don't understand that concept. You need to go back and make sure you do understand how to add because mm-hmm. adding is key to this, 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 you know, or whatever it is. Um, or you'll have compounded, you know, it'll be a bad, a whole series of bad grades unless you go in. Right. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes a teacher, yeah, sure. Teachers are all different. They, they talk, you know, some teachers you can learn from and some you can't. And right. so some, yeah. well, sometimes, sometimes, a topic, but it's a whole show. Well, sometimes teachers can be impatient, right? Oh, yeah. And then if you look at the why, like you said, is there's a lot of pressure to get a lot done with a lot of outside things happening. And I know we could do a whole nother show on that, but I really can see how you're, questions apply in that but I but I love your so so far we've got the journaling the five to ten things asking yourself why and then restless eager I like that and really just knowing slow down there's things to learn along the way right there's no shortcuts (laughs) yeah no there I don't think there are shortcuts with impatience (laughs) that'd be like a massive contradiction but you know and each one of these eight points has an exercise that you can do to sort of help you learn, you know, or implement a little bit more patience in your life. For example, the next one is grab a piece of paper again or your journal or whatever mm-hmm. and do that five to 10 thing again and think of five or 10 ways you think you could be more patient in each of the circumstances that you wrote down in the first one. Okay. So go back to that, what you wrote down in the first exercise and pry a little deeper and think about, okay, so you're standing in the grocery line and, and this person has clearly $300 worth of groceries. You're, you've got two items. Mm. What are you going to do? All the lanes are full. The place is packed. It's, you know, it's Christmas uh. Eve or whatever. You're not going anywhere. You have five people behind you. You have two items. They have $300. So you have a choice in that moment. You're going to put the items down, walk out. Do you need those two items? Mm-hmm. You want to help the lady or guy in front of you with their groceries? Uh. want to help unpack their cart. Ooh. Do you want to help them bag? 
do you want to just stay there and chill and read a magazine? That's maybe why the magazines are there other than to buy, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, there are, maybe that's your moment of just like chill time. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe it's something that you force yourself to do. You're yeah. stuck there. Okay. Here's a moment where I can, see, I'm going to put my patience to the test. Right. Or, or just a moment to take a very deep breath, right? To take yeah. a inhale and an, a conscious breath in that moment. And probably maybe even the first conscious breath you've had all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know it too. So now reverse that a little bit and think about yourself as the person, because I have four kids Mm. And a husband of many, many, many years now. And I am that lady with $300 worth of groceries yeah. with two carts every once in a while. When yeah. they all come back from college, there's a lot of groceries and people, I can see the irritation behind oh, yeah. me. There's nobody behind me. Because you, can, you, can, <laughs> you can feel it. You can feel and, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's, you know, could I use a little help when I'm standing there with that many groceries? Heck yeah, I could. Yeah. You can help me unpack all you want. Yeah. Stop. You know, and I was thinking about this, uh, Elizabeth, how we could help each other be more patient. And I think one, one thing that helps me, and I, I'm sure this other people can relate to this, there's nothing worse than being in line. And you see that there's a lot of people in front of you in line. And there, or maybe one person's taking up a lot of the time of the customer service. They're asking a yeah, lot of questions. Right, right. Moment. right, right. <laughs> yeah. I need yeah. to take this back. Like, yeah, oh. exactly. So they're they're there and you can you can see this person is taking time. The thing that would help me for anyone is out there in customer service, <laughs> just acknowledge. acknowledge. That you see me in line. Don't, I think that could help so much bring patience to those waiting. If you just say, I see you, take a moment to pause, excuse me, Um, I'll be right with you, or thank you for waiting. We'll get to you as soon as we can. That, those words of reassurance can really help people to. To really take down the reactivity a notch. Don't you don't you feel that? Oh, way? I totally agree with you, especially during like those peak I, I think we're going all retail on this a little bit, which is totally yeah. fine. Sure. Uh, because it's it's real life and it's a real life application of this. Yes, wouldn't it be cool if a store recognized you're fifty people deep in a in a line doing something the day after, day before, last minute, whatever it is. It's really busy to go out and shop during certain periods of time. And um even just, you know, handing out a, a coupon or a, I've seen people say, would you like a candy cane? Would you like, mm-hmm. you know, there's ways to acknowledge that line mm-hmm. other than everybody just standing there griping. But, you know, I, <laughs> I think about it and I've been this person before, you know, when your card de- gets declined or something, oh, you're just like, oh no, there's a. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that idea of giving something out, sharing, right? Everybody's okay. waiting what, you know, what can we do to help make this a little bit more pleasurable for you, right? How can, how can we support you right now as you're waiting in line, yeah. right? Does any questions we can ask anyone, you know, sometimes there's a person in that line that just has a question and they got to wait, right? Yeah. So um, there are ways that we can not just help ourselves be patient, but other people be increased I'm going to go to the grocery store again with you for a second. I think um, yesterday I was there and um, I was in back of someone 
and their eggs broke. Their eggs were all broken somehow, and they were going through the line, tons of groceries, their eggs were broken. So somebody had to go get them more eggs and bring them to the line. She wasn't going to leave without her eggs. And I was behind her. She's all worried, like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, chill. It's okay. I got nowhere to be. You know, so it's a moment of, and she's like, wow, you're so patient. And I'm like, Yep, I got you. <laughs> You're standing in front of patience. I'm, I'm with you. Well, that was a good reflection for you to see. But, right? but what was cool about it yeah. was because I thought this was so genius on the part of the store. They gave her two things of eggs because she oh, was patient. That's she brought her back two things and said, thank you for being so patient. Sorry, sorry I broke your eggs. Yeah. Here's two of them. Have a good day. There are ways to customer service. Mm. And so I have to throw in my little emotional detox. Um, ding, ding, ding here. And that is, you know, when, when someone such as that says to you, you're so patient. And here, Elizabeth just wrote a blog on patience. Has, a, has percolate, which is full of tools that will support you with patience. When, when that happens, guys, when you have someone actually validate the thing that you've been practicing that means you got it good right that means always work that means you have got it you've mastered this and now your job is just to go out in the world and share it and just as elizabeth is doing so we get you know when someone says to you wow you're so patient or you're so kind um or you're so polite or warm you know that means that you're mastering something something is integrating in you now i know we we only have a little bit more time left do you want to rattle through the remaining do you want them to go to your blog and get how do you want to do this Elizabeth? we can we can put the blog up i as as i see the blog too i wrote it a while ago and i see typos so be cool with typos i am the typo queen i rule the land um okay. but i want to talk about um i do i would love to rattle through them and then maybe sure. talk about like one or two okay so three is understand desperation's role in impatience Mm. Four is recognize that patience is somewhat of a learned skill. Five is realize that you can't force or control the future, which we talked about, that restlessly eager. Um, Six is, this is one of my favorites, actually, and I've really tried to focus on this with with raising our boys. Mm -hmm. Become a little less exciting and a little more dull. Ooh. Yeah, that's tricky, though, with peer pressure and stuff. Um, Understand seven is understand that your impatience may really hurt someone. Ah. And eight is put time and patience into perspective. And each one of those on the exercise on the blog or article or whatever you want to call it has an exercise that goes with it Mm. to help you implement it into your life. But I do want to talk about that people um, feeling desperate. I want to go there. Sure. Because that's a big one. It's really hard. Yeah, we need support when you're need, desperate. Yeah, we need support with that one, Elizabeth. That that's that's deep. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think sometimes desperation can lead us to do things that we regret um, mm. or might not have otherwise done when faced with a certain situation. And so desperation might lead to like impulsive behavior. That's a little bit different than impatient behavior. Mm. I think. Yeah. Um, so if you're feeling desperate, yeah. Um and again, there's way more there's people like you who are way more versed on talking about this topic, but you can 
feel it yourself. So I like to talk about things like in reality and share my own stories and things sure. like that. Definitely had moments where I've been desperate before. I go back mm-hmm. to my twenties thinking, oh my gosh, I have to pay my car payment or I need food or whatever. And I'm a struggling college student, um, you know, yeah. desperate. We're just desperate for love. Love, yeah, that's a good one too. There's a lot of moments in your life, yeah, where you perceive yourself as feeling or being desperate. Whether you are or not is really a different um, creature. Mm. But um, it could be really best to step back and pause Mm. and think about. That's again tricky, especially when you layer in impatience. But think about this: Have you ever felt desperate? Do you feel like there are varying degrees of desperation? Have you ever felt like all options feel like a roadblock? But generally, there's an option that you can choose, I think, where um, we have like the least amount of impact. But, you know, desperation is a little bit tricky, but that might be a call for help. Mm, Good point. Yes. Yes. That's That's a light bulb right there. That was a light bulb moment. Different than impatience. I yeah. Think about, yeah. think about, so as with anything, mm. my point is there's varying degrees of impatience. Yeah. Any behind someone in the grocery store with $300 worth of groceries, and again, I'm exaggerating the examples, is different yeah. than there um, with lint in your pockets, thirsty mm-hmm. and hungry. So when you see someone behaving desperately, and we see that, right? Yes. Especially I, in a lot of relationships, putting up with a lot of stuff that maybe they shouldn't be putting up with. Right. Or, and so that desperation and can create that impatience, but what's really could be happening underneath it all is that's a cry for help. That's what you're saying. Wow. That is very, I, that's wonderful. Thank you for that. Yeah. We're all, we're all yeah. together, aren't we? Yeah. Particularly put there. Yeah. So, so mm. that's kind of what I mean with the, the I, I keep saying that walking wounded thing, because there's a mm. lot of crying for help out there where people aren't really yeah. crying for the help. Yeah. Asking for the help or wanting the help. Right. Or recognizing that they need help. <laughs> there's a different levels of it. Right. Um, yeah. But, um, I, I still will go back to that moment. I was, I'm going back to the grocery store again. I spent a lot okay. of time there as well. Okay. Four boys, the grocery <laughs> store call. Um, you know, my dad, my father had just passed away. And I think I shared this on a different show um, where we were doing that gratitude show with Gary. But, you know, I was in the grocery store. And for some reason, I was just like staring and I was in the produce aisle. And um, I, I must have had tears, but not known it or whatever. And the mm-hmm. lady was like, which, which one of your parents just passed away? Wow. And I'm like, whoa, how did you know that? And she goes, that look is unmistakable. Oh. And she gave me, it was such a stranger hug. She oh. gave me the biggest hug ever. I didn't know her. I'm in a pretty small town and I did not know this person. And it was like, almost like a little angel appeared, like to say, it's going to be all right. Let me give you a hug. And wow. I've been kind of a lot better since that moment. So maybe it was or something cool like sure, that, but sure. I have no idea who she was. And I didn't see her again through the rest of the store. It still kind of freaks me out. Wow. But, um, yeah. It, it was, a, I mean, sentence, which one of your parents just passed away? That's amazing. And I'm like, oh, man. Right. 
Yeah. And there is a lot of that. You're, you're absolutely right. People walking around, impatient people that, like you said, the walking wounded, right? They got these wounds on their, heavy on their hearts. And we don't know it. And we, and we don't know it because we're not, you know, we're too busy <laughs> being impatient, That's right? Exactly what this I'm is, trying to this say. This is wonderful. So, so did so you want for to, other people? Yeah, pause for other people. people. And and I think the theme that I'm hearing, Elizabeth, in this today is is we know we're impatient if we're being judgmental. Uh, Yeah. Right. I mean, that's one of the ways if we're like, oh boy, look at them. They know everybody's behind them and they still take up all that time. How rude right? Once we start judging and ranting in our heads, that's when we know we're being impatient and there's, there's something in us coming up, right? To, to be healed. And in addition, there's something, and there's something to be understood is what I'm hearing today is there's something deeper that there's an opportunity for you to see something on a deeper level, and to have a deeper human experience with a situation that's very ordinary. Yep. Yeah. Take the most ordinary of ordinary and think about it. Uh, think about in, in, in each life that you come across, encountering them with grace, mm. gratitude, compassion, yeah. and yeah. a sense of collaboration. whatever it is it doesn't have to be a business setting but you know grace gratitude compassion collaboration and we're all going to always trade off those moments so you want someone to encounter you that way as well awesome where that that, that was incredible i i enjoyed it very much thank you (laughs) i love speaking with you you're just one of my best buds and i (laughs) value all that you all that you do and I love all of your books I always tell you that I love oh thank you how many books have you written now I've written I have eight published I have one out there you know look is in the works right now so um but let let's hear Elizabeth where can they get this blog so that you they don't have to worry about writing this all down today they can just print out your blog and it's there and also her book percolate so where can they find that uh it's all on best ever you you.com so besteveryou.com. And I'll, I'll republish the, the post again. I'll send the link out and maybe you can put the link with your show. Sure. I'll, I'll make sure it's edited though. Sure. <laughs> and, what, and, and what is it called? So they know what to look for. It's called, called the eight best ways to percolate patients. Perfect. Okay. So we want it. It's on there now. So they could find it there right now. You'll, okay. you'll republish it. So yeah, it's a little redo. bit more, more current. And you can always listen to this as many times as you need to. And I hope that people also share this episode with others. Help us to spread and percolate patience in the world. So it was such a pleasure having you. And, I, you know, you know you'll be back. <laughs> There's more. <laughs> We're having Sheriana Elizabeth Week. Exactly. We're both doing on each other's shows and, and doing some messaging in the new year. So I call it New Year Best You. Oh, um, I like that. So yeah, new year, new best, year you. best you. 
Great. So I hope that everybody has a great day. And remember, your emotions matter. Processing them matters more. Until next time. Thank you for listening. To learn more about the Emotional Detox Live Group Coaching Sessions and all of Sherrianna's books, go to sherriannaboyle.com.